get you a formula for the, your soko. Like, I, I just tried doing a bit Japanese on my introduction of Formula Pod, but like, yeah, anyway, welcome to a brand new episode of Formula Pod. And yeah, today uh, in the pit box, we have uh, the McLarens of Fisher team, of course, like back. And uh, I've got uh, Mihir finally back after himself settling in the UK. So like, yeah, yeah well, it's... welcome you both. Oh, good, good to be back. Uh, in the show. Also, Arjun, impressive yeah. Japanese you got there, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Is there a second I saw, language? I saw it or... coming. I, know, I saw right? it coming because like an hour ago, I got a picture of um, Welcome to Formula Pod. Uh, like we're going to talk about the Japanese Grand Prix. Like, I just got a picture of that and Google Translate and I was like, he's going to do it, isn't he? <laughs> so I was ready. Oh, I trust just... me. Oh, trust me. Yesterday, I was speaking like all these arigato konnichiwa all these words is like popping out every now and then i'm like okay let me go to, let, let me try using that in the uh starting of today's episode uh, but like yeah it was quite an early race and yeah I'm, i think like we're having like a proper international uh show today because i'm having two people joining from the london and then myself from here from dubai Qu- quite an interesting one right uh, yeah but- <laughs> but, but like yeah, to the guys in London, I know the race was like at six p six a.m. your time. Mm-hmm. Did you guys watch the race? Did you guys wake up that yeah. time and watch yeah. the race? Yeah, I, did. I did it. I was I was dead asleep. I woke up like midway through. I saw I saw Lando and 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 Oscar on top, and I was like, okay, I know they're gonna do it, and I just went back. Okay, to well for me the other won. side. For me, it was like I gotta watch it. This is really good. Uh, I slept around four and I got up at like five fifty. How do you do that, man? How do you do that? You just have a TV. That's it. I don't have a TV. I live in a dorm dorm. Not a single TV. I watch it on my laptop. Okay. Okay. (laughs) No no comments on that. Take it out. Open it. Log on and then watch. No, I think he must have got like a Sky subscription. So you know, like when you watch uh, this feed from Sky, it's like they're like, oh, press the red button to go to each of the driver you want to uh, watch yeah. onboards with. Yeah. Uh, like, I like is, is, is that some sort of stuff which you have come up right now with? No, but I, I mean, because obviously UAE doesn't have the Formula One app running on its full potential. Yeah. And I got the F one subscription now, so I'm also on six. So. Yeah, I'm slightly sick, so if my voice is off, please let me know so I can talk in a better voice. Because <laughs> I'm really sick. All right, so let's, dude, Arjun, I want to start off. I've got a lot of my notes ready for the, the Japanese uh, Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah let's, let's do it. First of all, first of all <laughs> I welcomed myself to the reality when I saw the race today because. Last week, I was like, okay, Red Bull cannot even do any shit over here. And then all of a sudden, Max again comes up. They officially managed to grab the Constructors points as an official Constructors title. So they're no more mm-hmm. fighting it anymore. Like, there's no point in fighting anymore for them. Mm-hmm. There really isn't. The only thing they have to get now is the Drivers' Championship. I'm 100% no, sure. No, no, Drivers' Championship is all the way. They got it. He's oh, already yeah. got it. It's, it's, yes. it's annoying. So because now there's no fight for the first. Now it's a fight for the second. Oh. Because uh, 
the Mercedes have now got Ferraris on their tail. Yeah, so 20 so, point difference. Uh, Mercedes is 305 and uh, the Ferraris are 285. <clears throat> so 20 points. Yeah, and, and, and technically, if, if, if Carlos Sainz managed to get a P1, or if uh, uh, Carlos and Charles managed to get a P3, P4, and mm-hmm. Mercedes didn't get that, technically, they are in contention. For, they will overtake uh, Mercedes. It's that close. That's going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> now, now that came from my heart, but um, I'm trying to be not. I'm not trying to be biased here, but looking at Ferrari's strategies, like obviously they're not the best, but when it comes to racing, I think they're they're doing pretty well now. Obviously, in there are a few races where they've been dilly dally, but I think now they're in a very good role when it comes to racing now, and uh-huh. I can see both the drivers fight. I can see them taking charge, going for those small gaps. Um, I saw Russell and Carlos fighting, which is an amazing thing because we haven't seen that in quite some time, especially from Ferrari. Russell keeps... Russell is Russell, man. Russell, he I think he's the only one who can actually go up and talk to Hamilton face-to-face and say, bro, you're a legend, but you, you drive... I don't know if you remember... Um, I think it was Lap... Uh, wait, let me see. Uh, wow. Yeah, it was... Driving, I'm this ready, bro. Invested. I'm... This guy's invested. He wrote everything. It was lap 16 where he goes like, who are we fighting here? Each other or yeah, others, yeah. right? I don't, yeah. So I kind of, it was a really bad move from Hamilton. I'll give you that because he had to push mm-hmm. him away. But if I was in Hamilton's position, I would do the same because only because I know George at that time had better traction and better speed. So I guess in his defense, he was just defending, but it was a very dirty move from his side. I agree. Like, I totally agree with that because, say, uh, in Singapore, for example, if Russell would have given the position to Hamilton, I was pretty sure the Carlando business won't happen. Yeah. Because Hamilton had the speed. Hamilton had the speed. Like, he was even more faster than Russell on per lap. So, it, mm-hmm. so in my head, that I'm right, okay, if Russell is in front, he's not going to allow Hamilton to pass through that easily. Right. So, literally, like, because there was a point where Russell was on, like, really old hearts. And trust me, that one-stopper was abysmal. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sorry for my words. It was abysmal. Mm-hmm. Like, like on, 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 he was just dropping positions like anything. And in between, like towards the uh, last few laps, uh, Hamilton was told to give uh, George DRS. Yeah. And that actually risked Hamilton's position because Carlos just zoomed off. Yeah. Like, but they, then also, George was told to give position back to Hamilton. He was Hamilton, yeah. No, because yeah, Hamilton, was, Hamilton in... was on even more fresher sets of tires. Also, I, because I think I, during the end, I think Hamilton got pace. Because George, I'll be very honest, George was really good at what he was doing. I also, I feel like, I mean, obviously I'm a Hamilton fan. The first, the start, when it started, right? Mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was Perez who pushed Hamilton out. Yeah. Because yeah. he, mm-hmm. uh, I think one of the Alpine, was it Alfa Romeo or Alpine? Let me see. 
Uh, it was. Um, it was Williams Alfred, on one end. No, it was. Al it was Williams. Williams, uh, uh, Alfred Romeo, uh, and Alpine. I think it was Bottas, right? Bottas. If I'm not Bottas. Wrong. It was Bottas. Bottas it was uh, Albon. Albon, and Perez. And Perez. I think. Yeah. Perez. Perez. There was something with Kevin Magnussen too. Kevin yeah, Magnussen was Kevin right was. in the. That that's coming up. That's coming up. That was yeah, not the first coming up. Okay, here it is though. So I want to talk about Sergio Perez. Uh -huh. I understand he's a really good driver, all those things agreed. But the amount of times he did he did rookie mistakes, safety car infringement, then after that, like con like coming on contact, understandable because it was a narrow uh turn. So, like, yeah, drivers could, like, if you end up being too aggressive, you might end up coming in contact. Like, mm -hmm. then after that, the situation with K-Mag, he was trying to get go through inside, and then he hits Haas's body, and then it's more of like, Haas gets a 360, and then it's more of like, both cars are face-to-face. -face. You know yeah. whose fault is that? I'm 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 pretty sure it's Sergio. I'm not, I'm not, I it don't is, think it's... No, uh, no, not pretty sure it is. He saw him... So, in that turn, right, he saw him put his nose a long time ago. He was entering the apex. He was going to go from the mm -hmm. inside, like, just to touch the apex, and he's going to have a smooth transition out, right? Perez, on the other hand, was like, nah, I'm going to go for the gap. That was a really poor judgment from his side. I think he would have... Red Bull cars are really, like, fast. So, even if he let him off, after, like, a few seconds, he would have overtaken him anyway. It's a horse. Straight line So, yeah. Yeah. And he would have taken some DRS, he would have flown off, but no, he went for the gap for some reason. I don't think it was Perez's day. I don't think it's his season. <laughs> Days leave the day. I'm not, even, I'm, 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 I'm not even convinced of that guy in the first place. Because um, he's I, definitely getting replaced. Like, one thing is that I've never seen in Formula One, like, since the time I started watching, a car mm -hmm. that is retired. Then came back onto the track and was racing for three more laps and then retired. Who does that? Why why would they even try to do that? If a car is retired, a car is retired. Why would you want to try and bring them out onto the track? See, but this is the thing, right? This is where the definition of Red Bull is. <sighs> Point. You they will push you till you can and then when the when there are no possible ways to do it, then they'll be like, you know what, it's done. And I, I kind of appreciate Red Bull for that because even though they're winning by an outstanding amount of points, they're, mm -hmm. all their races are like like living like living with death. Like they don't yeah. they don't just leave it in the middle. Like they always go for the you know what no. Let's see where we go, even though we're the first. Which I kind of appreciate and respect, not gonna lie. No, and also there was one more thing. So when Perez retired the car, that time a second five second time penalty came in. So, mm -hmm. as how in Formula 1 it works is, if you didn't serve that five-second time penalty during the race, in the next race, it'll come as a great penalty for you. Okay. So, this, in a way, just, just for Red Bull to avoid that great penalty while coming down to Qatar, they just went in for three laps and then served the, the, uh, the time penalty, penalty. and it's done. Hmm. So, yeah. So basically, using it to their advantage, just taking the car out just so that they don't get that. No, but then, trust me, this is like a first time for me seeing a car retire 
come back yeah and do things exactly this is, i've I been mean, watching it for what, two years and haven't seen anything like this happen from what i've learned from red bull is rules are rules and i'm telling this because a retirement doesn't mean you can't come back a retirement just mm-hmm. means it's your choice so if if they if they want to put the car back they can and i think that's a really smart move from red bull cuz perez was a racing world i mean obviously he hit, uh, in the first lap he hit hamilton because he got pushed by someone uh, obviously not mm-hmm. his fault but um i kind of feel that perez is really under pressure because obviously max is he he's become like the superstar of the season and he's being overshadowed by max's points strategy charisma and everything related to max so i don't i just feel bad for perez but on the other side if i was in red bull i would see replacements as soon as possible yeah. i'm mean, pretty sure there might be talks going on because at the moment ricardo i know ricardo got signed for uh, alpha tori for 2024 and i'm like what But then I was I, I, I the potential though it's Ricardo you know I I see whatever it is um Perez he already has a contract for what another one year they're not going to pull a McLaren It's Red Bull it's Red Bull they can I, break I know, contracts I mean, every now and then like what three 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 in one year I mean Albon to Gasly or was Gasly to Albon they've changed okay but I feel like they're just giving time for Ricardo to set in in AlphaTauri before they bring him on to Red Bull. No, what? what? That makes that makes no sense. See, no, because see, <clears throat> he's he's I don't I can't explain it, but I feel like they just want to like to show that he's okay. He he set but into the do, team and you don't realize. Sorry, finish off, sorry. What I feel is like they probably just want to see how he gels with the entire team not just after Tauri but as well as Red Bull. I know it's going to take a little bit more time but they're just giving him time to ease into it because he's had like what a 6-7 month break and he's trying to ease into it mm-hmm. and then bring him back. He has an injury as well that he he hasn't raced the last what 3 races. So I think they need to give him more time to race with Alpha Tauri before bringing him into Red Bull. I don't know whether that makes sense. Okay, now I'm going to give my vision of this. uh yeah perspective on this um i get your point and it's a very valid point i'm not going to lie you're not wrong you're not right you're in the middle uh neither am i so i'm just this is one of my theories um ricardo's be ricardo's going to be in alfatari because that's under red bull and as a long term plan i think they will keep him in alfatari only because a red bull car is very similar to I'm sorry an alfatari car is very similar to a red bull car so the characteristics of the car is very similar not the same but very similar so if you go to alfa romeo right the whole dynamics of team connections because obviously uh, alfatari and red bull work together alfa romeo works with ferrari so then he will might scoot off to ferrari and that's not what ricardo wants or maybe that doesn't that red bull doesn't want that to happen so i assume he's going to sit off atari for the next maybe one more season and then mm-hmm. let's see if i mean if he improves halfway or midway they might just yeah. put perez in off atari or kick him out or put perez oh uh, sorry put ricardo in red bull i don't think ricardo should go for atari but again it's his choice but as a viewer and uh, a 
a huge fan of Formula One, and he already made one mistake of leaving Red Bull and going to some other mm-hmm. team. I don't think you should make the decision again by going to another team. Because after looking at AlphaTauri's racing today between Yuki and what was it? Lawson. Um, Lawson. Yeah. Really good racing. In fact, I think Law was doing better than Yuki. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the driving was very competitive, I agree. But that's the fun part of it. So you can really see all the drivers were really confident, except obviously uh, Aston Martin. Uh, Mercedes was pretty okay. Um, I think Williams was off today. Like, they weren't, like, in the beginning itself, like, it just dropped down. Arjun, what do you think? Yeah. I spoke for way too long. So let's hear from you. No, like, agreed on Williams, though, because uh, that first accident itself kind of damaged floors. And, like, even uh, it, it, it was a shock that Alex Albon kind of retired because Alex Albon is that kind of driver. Even though if the car is in a drivable form, in some sorts, he will come and get everything sorted. But then that wasn't the case today, though, because like because that, that first set of damages was kind of very hard on them. Like, mm-hmm. I'll say it's, it was real hard on them. And yes, right now, the AlphaTauri car is getting a lot more similar to the RB, but then a little more toned down version. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, because... Uh, like if you see right now, there is but the similarities between both the cars are quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's why I yeah. I feel like uh, like it's it, it's basically like another mock-up Red Bull, but then with a yeah. reduced engine uh, capacity. I just feel that's right. that's a, that's the only thing. Um, no, which but is like, true. I agree with you, Manon. Yeah, and with the Aston Martins, uh, I don't know. Like you you know the entire vibe is of course off. It's more of like yeah, at the at the first half it was uh the Aston Martins, now it's the McLarens. It's more uh-huh. of like you guys just like swapped places here and there. And yeah, it was uh, I kind of agree with the Aston Martins now because it's kind of like I don't know why they're racing and stuff, but then in that first half because they were successful, uh-huh. in the second half, the marketing team is pushing like hell lord. They, they they were? Uh, like mm. every event, this thing, that thing. All possible events. Oh, Aston Pre Martin, Japan. big star. Pre-Japan, the pictures that you saw of like Lance and, and Alonso and everything were like all hyped up and like extra. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but, could... but, but like, yeah, um, speaking about, but that, but, but before we got out, go down to McLaren's, Ms. Shruti, give me your thoughts. I mean, this is like my dream podium minus Max Verstappen, you know, because all right. <laughs> just to see... I mean, first things first, Oscar number one, driver of the day, number two, his first ever podium, and rookie podium since, like, what, 2017? Yeah. It just feels so good to see Oscar doing so well, and that with the upgrade, seeing Oscar doing so well. Last last race, last podcast, we were talking about how he would do, how he did without the upgrades, and now how he's doing with the upgrades. We knew he could push it. We knew he could do well. And he's clearly shown that. And the fact that uh, McLaren have signed him for the next three years just, just proves how much they actually truly believe in him and they believe that he can do what he was bought in to do and he's capable of doing it. So I'm mm-hmm. just really happy for the way McLaren has been going and how they did this race. But can I just give you like a small thought on this, like a food for thought. Uh-huh. So Oscar Piastri was not trained by the McLarens. Oscar True. Piastri was trained by the French team, Alpine. Okay. 
Mm -hmm. One, all the possible things, stood in a reserved driving position and kind of now with McLaren. So, mm -hmm. like, yeah, technically, you've got to give a bit credit to the Renault because it's more of like they've got, they trained him, gone through all the form, all the different formulas, and then finally in Formula One there. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not like, say, because the current drivers of Alpine, Esteban Ocon and Pierre Gasly. Esteban Ocon graduated from the Mercedes Junior Academy and Pierre Gasly from Red Bull Junior Academy. So they're not, so mm -hmm. technically it's not an Alpine blood which is there in the team. Yeah. Okay. Versus Lando Norris, I'm pretty sure was, does McLaren have a Junior, junior Academy? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Land, so Lando Norris directly came into McLaren. And the first few mm -hmm. years were, was pretty crazy for him. But then now, like, as the car is getting better, he's also fighting it pretty well. Because he, because got to give credit to McLaren, but got to give specific credit to Lionel Norris. Because he's now becoming a consistent podium sitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's really consistent, I feel. Like, Oscar, yes, he is now, just with one race, we cannot say things. As I always say, with one race, it's just nothing. We gotta see this at least for like a consecutive like four or five races. Mm -hmm. Like when Lando Norris, I can say, okay, he is able to fight for that first position. He is capable of fighting. But then, if you have noticed, first, second, and third per car, there was almost fifteen seconds gap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. One thing that triggered me too bad. I'm like, well, like, I I know they probably must have gone tire conservation mode or something, but like. Really, 15 seconds. I think we should have pushed a little bit more when it came to that, you know. But but you're right, Lando can at this point, the way he's being so consistent, he can easily push for first, you know, and just just start and you know, get his first can win. We, yeah, can you see Lando in another team? <laughs> I don't, I honestly, I don't think so, unless there's something that you know, goes I'm on. Very, I have a very small feeling that. He might replace Lance Stroll. Oh. Lance Stroll? Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say Sergio I, Perez. I no. know. I thought you were, yeah. I genuinely thought that. And then I was like, okay. If you think about it, right? If you think about it, he's not doing well. And even though his dad owns the company, I'm just going to say that if he has some brains, he should replace Stroll. With some <laughs> other driver who is absolutely a banger because Armstrong is he's like the main character we don't want to see. Like he's he's the type of person that we don't like he's there. We know he's there, but we, we don't care if he does anything. In fact, Honestly, I, I think if he comes like in fifteen positions and above, I'll be the happiest person for him. But I won't because he won't be there. You know, I was just talking to uh, like an Aston Martin fan recently. I'm like, it's rare to see an Aston Martin fan in the first place. But yet yeah. I saw him. Okay. I'm like, oh, have you watched the recent? He's like, no. I'm like, why? I know Lance won't do well. I'm like, good thought. Yeah. Good thought. Don't Wait, watch. Where was he from? Last year. Where was he from? As in, what do you mean? Like, Where which is country from? is you from? Like, which... She's from India. Oh, shit, okay. Huh. That's strange. I know, right? 
I'm like, why do you like Lance? I'm like, I, first, my first question, why do you like Lance Stroll? Like, yeah, I don't know. He's he's he was pretty good when he was doing junior careers. I'm like, I but think, so I he, think, I tell you what it is. Your friend is a gold digger because she's just going because his father's rich, so he's rich. See, <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, this man. Lance Stroll has followed his father. I don't know whether it's vice versa or 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 Lance Stroll goes, "Daddy, buy me this team, and I will go on. I like this team. Buy me this team, so that I can move on to this team." Every single team that Lance Stroll has been on, his father yeah. owned. Yeah. It's. I'm just. Else, you know, Lance Stroll, can you be, not own something? You know, or it should be like how uh, Nicholas Latifi or what we call what. The popular Formula One world knows as Gotifi. Uh, like with him, his dad invested in McLaren, but he mm-hmm. never drove for McLaren. He rather just drove for Williams all his life, mm-hmm. and now he's doing his masters. Seriously? Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's got to study. He's got to do his MBA. Yeah. Well, welcome to the club, Nicholas Latifi. <laughs> <laughs> People doing masters, right? But 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 like yeah, in the last two on the last two races, Ferrari and McLaren were the most point scorers, mm-hmm. which is in the Asian races, Ferrari and McLaren both scored fifty-seven points. Wow. Then you got Red Bull with forty, Mercedes with thirty-two, Alpine with eleven, Aston Martin with four, AlphaTauri with two, Haas with one. Haas still mm-hmm. managed to score one point. At least. At least, yeah, at least, at for least sure. Point. So now it's all up to the next couple of races. That is, Doha, uh, Austin, Brazil. Then mm-hmm. what we got? Uh, Mexico, Vegas. Las Vegas, and Abu Dhabi. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Now with the first positions kind of confirmed and done, next six races is going to be crucial because mm-hmm. oh, now absolutely. we'll know. Who's going to be second? Who's going to be third? That is something which, uh, uh, in all honesty, we got it. Like it's everyone is going to see. But mm-hmm. but, but uh, when we're when we're, to, we're keeping those aside, I need to talk about helmet designs. Lewis Hamilton's helmet, the crow helmet. Throw all the books. I need to talk. What about it? What about it? I I I love that chrome finish, and especially the first picture which he posted, where. <laughs> okay. Bought his entire apartment with him. I know, right? Yeah. So, there we go. Do, do, you know, you know that chrome finish, with, uh-huh. like yeah. especially the first where it was actually Arjun, in that. Arjun, in that be that careful thing. before you say anything. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying good. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah, so it's just that that chrome finish with uh, when the first photograph in that uh, that purple uh, lights, I was uh-huh. like, and, and and then you got that neon strip that's kind of running through the visor, right? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. This is some another level helmet over here. What we got? I actually liked it. I don't try. I really loved it. I really loved it. Like I think that one and uh, Fernando Alonso's. Too much Japanese, that is. Fernando loves the helmet. It's yeah, like, it's more like you've dipped Japan into your helmet. Yeah. You got that ninja, then you got the flag and stuff. 
But then, uh, this something which I actually saw uh, on Instagram, people were like, they would want to see that same chrome helmet instead of the yellow. They need mm-hmm. to see a purple, right? Like a, oh. a, a purple, a, a purple centerpiece with the chrome finish. Interesting. But like, I I even like the merch which actually came along with that helmet kind of finish. Uh, mm-hmm. Because the yeah. merch was also really amazing. At the same time, it was... I, it's really expensive. <laughs> you know what? And Hamilton reminded me, Vettel was there. Oh, yes, we got to talk about it. I was so happy to see Vettel and the little bees. <laughs> that was oh, yeah. so cute. You know, Vettel actually said this. It hurts to stand on the sidelines and see these cars go by. That particular statement actually indicates that he really misses Formula 1. And if he had even 0.1% chance, he would take it back. Yeah. He would take a seat back. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm really hopeful. I'm really hopeful. He would do like Schumacher comeback. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like as Schumacher left Ferrari, then after that came when Mercedes came in. I'm pretty sure when he left Aston Martin, he might come back with the German team. With the Audi. That would be nice. That that that, that definitely would that technically would be one hell of a uh feeling though. Like him and possibly Mick Schumacher being teammates. Oh, that would be so it'll nice. Be, it'll be yeah, that would be pretty chill. That would be pretty chill. But at the same time, you got to, as we've been speaking for the past quite a lot of weeks, you got Carlos Sainz. So I'm pretty sure he's doing far better than Charlotte Claire. And mm-hmm. Things are kind of going that route at the stage. Yeah. So we don't. So, so it's, it's it's kind of like we don't know what's going to happen. But uh, one thing is there for sure. We have got Lando Norris and George Russell with the same points mm-hmm. on, the, on the on the drivers' championship. So here's how it goes: Max Verstappen with 400 points, he's a 170 point lead. Okay, you got Sergio Perez with 223, Lewis uh-huh. Hamilton with 190, Fernando Alonso with 174, Carlos Sainz with 150. Charles Leclerc with 135, Landon Norris 115, George Russell 115, Oscar Piastri 57, uh, and the top 10 finishes with Lance Stroll with 47. Mm-hmm. And the only drivers who haven't managed to get a point is Logan Sargent. Um, you know, if I'm not wrong, Logan Sargent is going to lose a seat. Because yeah. it's his sixth crash, sixth crash yeah. in the season. He's basically like Mick Schumacher in that house. Like I understand he's American and Formula One needs American fans, but come on, there is something called as the, the cost cap. Billions mm-hmm. is not a heavily funded team. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this guy, as many times this guy crashes, that much money kind of gets spent. True, and I feel uh, Logan Sargent, I believe, will be like the top five destructors in Formula One. Top five constructors. Yeah. No, he's he he's not worth it for a constructor. He's a destructor. I like that. I like that. But in, I like. I actually like that. Yeah. But but in all honesty, I'm gonna say this. Uh, I'm really hopeful. Uh, if Mercedes gets all its stars aligned all together, it will get a 
P2 constructor finish. And Lewis Hamilton, if Sergio Press ends this way, because it's 190 to 220, that's basically around 30 point difference. 30 point difference. Yeah. He got a, Lewis has a chance for a P2. Definitely has a chance for a P2. I disagree like, with that. Why? And the reason why I disagree with that is because I know that, look, Perez, this is a reality check for Perez, this Japan race. And I think from now onwards, he will be very, his elbows will be in when racing. But whenever he can, his elbows will be out. Hamilton on the other side, as he's a very experienced and good driver, the car isn't going with him. You cannot disagree with the fact that you know what happened during lap 19, right? It was a spoon curve, mm-hmm. right? Russell was P1, Max was P2. Mm-hmm. Russell went wide for a reason. It's so because he knew that if he fought, that's one. Number two, he knew he could not compete with the Red Bull car on a straight line. He let him go. He would have defended. But he was like, there's no point because that would mean he's going to be under pressure. So he wants to put Max under pressure, but how can he put Max under pressure? Because by the time he thinks Max would be far off going to Qatar yeah. with his car. <laughs> so, see, it's also Max got a fresh set of tires. Realize True. that. And like, he's on a fresh set of mediums. You got George with a used set of hearts. Like, literally, the longevity of the tire strategy. Yeah. That's why I told at first. It was utter nonsense with George Russell going for a one-stopper. Like, you don't have to... See, if, if, for, if for example, you don't have to uh, sacrifice track position, understandable. Go for a one-stopper. Here, you're basically losing points. And with mm-hmm. George, I agree. George, I feel George is... Um, what do you call uh, approach is just very similar to Max's. It's basically you got he's really aggressive, and like Max went in his first few years in Red Bull, he does he used to make these silly silly mistakes where he went aggressive, and he made mistakes. I'm mm-hmm. like George is basically doing the exact same thing, because Singapore one for example, it was something he could have avoided, but he didn't. He was going even more aggressive. He was going for the gap. Rather just wait and just kind of sla- slam the uh, accelerator. Rather than just... Yeah. Like, he didn't do it. Like, understand, like, the the kind of the floor kind of hit and all those degrees, but still. Mm-hmm. I, I, I still... I'm, I'm just a bit, uh, what do you call... Annoyed, disappointed with George. In all honesty. But okay, from so you're disappointed. Point, you're that, saying you're disappointed in George, right? I, I am a bit disappointed. I started getting a bit okay. disappointed with George. Okay, well, I'm going to say this, and don't take me wrong, but I think yeah. George had the better side of Mercedes this race. Mm-hmm. Why? Hamilton got on a very slight minor accident in just when the start-off happened, right? And that mm-hmm. really pushes Hamilton back, saying, oh, shit, I got hit. And it's like a, it's like a, I hope I don't get hit again. George, on the other hand, he goes like, I'm going to clear, I'm going to go for it. That's, that's one. Number two, George's car was 
quick. It was more, um, it was more quick. It had more grip, and he was more visualent about every single angle around his car. Mm-hmm. On the other side, Hamilton was a bit shaky from my perspective. Okay, now point number three, which is, which should tell you that Hamilton is not only he was very worried, and because Hamilton wouldn't wouldn't ever push someone off the track unless until there is some threat to his position. Hence, lab <laughs> lab sixteen, where yeah. lab sixteen when Hamilton was right in front and George in the back, he pushed him to the back and then he pushed him potentially out of the track and then obviously Russell made that comment. It really shows that Hamilton could to go would go to any state to keep his position. Th- that means that George was quick around those turns. Yeah. Okay. Certain statements I agree. But towards the end, you realize Hamilton was two seconds quicker, quicker. than George. That's two the thing seconds. I'm talking about. But that was 10% off the race. The 90% of the time, George Russell was moving but, quick. No, but then, see, realize, let, let me tell you this. Second uh-huh. pit stop, second pit stop window, all drivers were doing pit stops. George decides to go run long on the hearts. Okay. And then he lost three positions. If, for example, if he would have pitted, he would have had even more speed and he could have technically managed to get some really good points for Mercedes. And at the same time, at the same time, Hamilton was instructed to give DRS to George and basically do the same Carlando business once again. And Sainz just overtook Russell and he gave a threat to Hamilton. Again, mm-hmm. like if that if, if Hamilton could have gone a bit more faster and didn't give George position, Hamilton wouldn't be in threat. But I'm not saying right. that Hamilton didn't kind of lose positions. Hamilton was mm-hmm. Hamilton was really defensive towards the end. Uh yeah. Have you guys kind of seen the trophy for the Japanese Grand Prix? Oh, that was yeah. very interesting. That was beautiful. It says what? kiss me on it, right? I know, right? I wish I had a button here like that to kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, you know, in my, I was first thinking, if the if someone has to kiss that and then see their flag uh, kind of eliminated, how would they know which flag in the first place? Man, because... Because realize that I believe there are like seven or eight nationalities in the Formula One grid. You don't get it, Arjun. Everyone has kissed the cup, and everyone has a different way of kissing. So the computer will know what kind of kisses it, and then the flag. So if Arjun kisses it, it's gonna be like a very Malayali kiss. So it's gonna be like, oh, the India flag. That's how. <laughs> what the hell? I when it. Good gracious! That's how it works. So if I kiss it, it's gonna be like, oh my god. Like too much tongue, so that that's gonna be like India, bro. <laughs> and if the kisses it, it's gonna be like, oh my god, no kiss because you, you know, didn't kiss the cup. You know, you know, I I I regret asking this question. <laughs> I really regret asking this question. Oh my god. Uh, but but like here, yeah, let's uh actually put in our okay. Which do you want to say something? No, I just really left the second. I have no opinion on the kissing. <laughs> The next race, next week, we're kind of off. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of a colder period. And then we come down to Lucille in Qatar. Okay. 
I really feel bad that I missed my chance of watching Formula One in Qatar because I got like a really good deal, but then it's just that by the time I was going to book, the tickets got or the grandstand tickets got over. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so let's put in our predictions. Don't start with the P1 because P1 is not a, not a case anymore. Let's start from P2 to P5. Okay. P5. Okay, let's, I'm extending it. Four positions. Who will be the top five? Um, Mihir, you want to go first? No, I think the papaya should. Oh, because we're always on top now, huh? For, for mm. the race. Yes. Okay. Why can't it be P1? Because we know it's Max Verstappen. No. Um, fine. Verstappen's on top. Then I would want both my McLarens because it's me. Um, one Ferrari and one Mercedes. You should have said two Ferrari, no? No, because it's me. I mm. need to equally divide the ones that are not McLarens and Red Bulls are obvious. All right. Single Red Bull is obvious. Max okay. is obvious. My heart and the way that they've been performing okay. says both McLarens will be top five. So now you're saying it's going to be a Red Bull, McLaren, McLaren, Ferrari, Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Okay. The guy who's sipping hot tea. Mihir? Um, yeah, give me a second because I'm just trying to see. I'm not familiar with the Qatar track. Then let me just give me. Okay. Looking at Qatar's track, um, I'm going to say Red Bull. Oh, so the Stappen, obviously, that's P1. That's how I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to say P2, Red Bull Perez. I think uh, it's it has a lot of straight lines. It does have a lot of soft corners. It doesn't have hard corners. Mm -hmm. So I think Red Bull can dominate that. Obviously, Perez, this is a reality check for Perez. So I'm going to give uh, P1, P2 to Red Bull. P3, um, I'm very optimistic here. Uh, I think I'm going to go for uh, McLaren. Uh, I'm pushing for Lando Norris, obviously, because he is he was quick this race, um, especially against his teammate, Oscar. And uh, he was more confident. He knew what he was doing. He, he, had his, he had his elbows in and out in the right ways. He knew when to dominate. Um, so I'll give that to him. Also, an amazing start. From both the papayas, I think they were exceptionally good. Uh, Oscar had the best reaction time out of the top three, which was a quite a yeah. surprise. Uh, Lando Norris. So, Lando Norris and Oscar were really squeezing Red Bull, but obviously Red Bull being Red Bull. And Max is quite experienced in terms of getting yeah. squeezed between two cars. He did a very pull -off, very good pull-off. Um, I'll go with P4. I'm going to go with a Ferrari. I think I'm going to go with, look, no, sorry, Carlos. Um, I see him. I see him really pushing out. Uh, I think he really wants a good offer next year. Obviously, he's anyway Ferrari, but um, his prospects are showing that, and rumors that he might go to Audi as well. So I really think, in order to keep him in Ferrari, I think he should do things like that. Um, I'm Mister Carlos, and uh, P5. Uh, I'm gonna say Russell. Even though that hurts, I'm going to say <sighs> Russell because he did have more pace than Hamilton. Obviously, not towards the end. But 90% of the time, Russell did have the pace and dominance in the, in the Mercedes team. Arjun, 
I'm going to say uh, the run would be brittle. P2, I'm not going to say the driver because things kind of could turn around here and there. P2 could potentially be uh, McLaren. P3 can be Red Bull. P4 would be uh, Ferrari. P5 would be... Uh, no Mercedes in top five. Huh. Okay. I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a bit more of a of an aggressive approach over here because I've been rooting for Mercedes, but it's just that but Arjun, was, you 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 have only chosen Mercedes earlier not because you're a fan because you saw some type of evidence. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's not you... only because because see it's not only because being the fan because there was some kind of a hope but then now I'm seeing it's like. Both the drivers are fighting for positions. Mm-hmm. They're fighting each other. That's they're, the fighting, thing. they're fighting. This is basically like Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Right. Like there is no no particular kind of change to this into the okay because when I what I'm seeing over there when both of them going wheel to wheel is just that that's like that's basically Rosberg and Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So I think at first they got to do a bit of housekeeping in the first place. And then kind of do it. I personally feel, but like yeah, talking about but, but keeping all the predictions aside, um, something about the Lucelle circuit. The Lucelle International Circuit was not designed for Formula One. It is designed for motorcycle GP or what do we call it? What we now know as MotoGP. Okay, mm-hmm. it's it first came in as a replacement for the Australian Grand Prix during COVID. So its nature looks more. It's a flowy track with a good mix of medium and high-speed corners. And the main straight along, uh, alone is like a kilometer long. So even like uh, while looking through also, the it's not that the drivers are immediately landing onto a corner. It's rather they will be still on the straight and then they'll go. So it's, it's, it's more like Suzuki on the main straight. Okay? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's got, it's, I'll not say it's got really heavy braking zones. It's it's kind of a medium medium to high speed corners coming in, and yeah, it's fifty seven laps, sixteen corners. Got to see what's coming up at Qatar. But yes, we are going to a sprint qualifier the coming week. It's going to be a sprint weekend as well, so it's going to be exciting. It's going to be an exciting way because it is because no one has seen how uh, the uh, Lucille circuit kind of flows through first place mm-hmm. um, and they have kind of brought in quite some changes to the track from the initial whip one first though so it's kind of interesting it's uh, yeah. what you call it'll, it, I believe it's like almost like a how I'll say it's a 21 year old track first built in 2004 yep. for, for MotoGP and the first Grand Prix in 2021 2023 we're back uh, it's going to have a 3 out of 5 Asphalt grip with a uh, four four out of five asphalt abrasion, so tire degradation. Gotta see, but looking on to the weather, it is relatively in the region. Heat is increasing, so track temperature will increase. Tire degradation mm-hmm. potentially has chances to go yeah. even higher. Yeah, unless there is some miracle where cold air just pumps out through. Uh, no, Lucille. that isn't happening. It's the GCC. Definitely isn't happening. Ah, you guys it got it. Going towards the winter. <laughs> it, it is going towards the winter, so it is it's going not going to be as it's not it, it not might be at one second. 
it got it not might be as hot as obviously in the beginning of the year or during summer but yeah. it's definitely more on the colder side of gcc right now uh what do i think about the track i think it's an amazing track it has everything a track should have i think all the tracks are perfectly made but nothing can beat monza and monaco i think that's yeah, more like really monaco yeah. yeah i agree with him honestly because <laughs> you want to like literally you want some really unfiltered conversation with and some filtered is and 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 with the explicit episode uh kind of tag along with it kindly let us know the next episode we will manage to make it as crazy as it could be until next time this is the entire crew from Proper Pod signing off goodbye bye guys thank you so much